Welcome to When I Was on My Mission, the podcast where missionaries tell true, unbelievable stories that they experienced firsthand. I'm your host, Brian Jensen. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app. It really helps us out. Welcome everyone to When I Was On My Mission. I am very excited to have Diana Larson on the podcast this week. Diana is a good friend from when I was living in Chicago, and she has a great story to share with us from her mission. So Diana, welcome. Thanks for coming. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. And just to get things started, where did you serve your mission? So I served in Taiwan in the Taipei mission. Awesome. And did you speak a foreign language? I spoke Mandarin Chinese. Very good. And how is your Mandarin these days? Um, It's okay. So my kids are all in Chinese immersion elementary school. And so um, they help me keep it a little bit fresh. Very good. So do you speak it at home and just Lance is left out and has to deal with it? Or how does how does that go? He's picked up on the most keywords. <laughs> okay, good. He, he usually can get like a little bit of the gist. But yeah, he's a little bit left in the dark sometimes. That sounds fun. Well, we I've been super excited, heard a little bit about this story. And so why don't we just get into it, Diana? Can you can you tell us your story? Yeah. So when I was on my mission, my companion I and I were asked to sing well, all the missionaries that were serving in that ward were asked to sing um, in sacrament meetings. So we were going to practice. So as missionaries in Taiwan, you ride your bikes pretty much everywhere. No one drives a car. There's some areas that maybe you do like public transportation, but we spent so much time on our bikes. So we were just running a little bit late and cruising down the road to and the chapel. just real quick, how was that riding a bike as a sister missionary? Was that awkward or did you get used to it? Because you guys were wearing skirts and dresses and oh, stuff. Oh, we were like... so good at it. We okay. had like big flowy skirts and <laughs> like we didn't, when we stopped, when you stop on your bike, the elders did this and we did it too. Like you don't like stop and then get off your bike. You like slow down and swing your leg back. But well, the elders would swing it back behind and we would just swing it over in front in the the crossbar and so like you're like coasting before you like actually get off your bike like it was a really graceful and cool dismount and I've tried to do it since then and I'm like I don't remember like scary (laughs) now but anyway it was it was awesome I know know exactly what you're talking about you know what I (laughs) mean Did you get any dresses caught in your in your chain or anything um, like that? Or? I think we just figured it out. Oh, you know what? No, all of my dresses had black stains on them. Like oh. all of my skirts. <laughs> yeah. But you kind of figure it out and you'd get really savvy with it. Awesome. Um, Sorry. Keep going. Okay. Okay. I'll keep going. Um, well, I actually have two other things I can say about bikes. Okay. Really yeah, sure. Want, Let's just do yeah. Okay. So a funny thing that we would do, like in Taiwan, the way the roads are is the cars all stop at a stoplight several feet behind the stop intersection and then there's a whole section for people who are on mopeds and on bikes and so that's where we would like meet people oh and there was a timer on the side of the road all of the intersections had that countdown timer so you knew how long you had to talk to somebody and so and they were captive like we would just pull up next to somebody and talk to them and the people in Taiwan were amazing they were so gracious and kind to us and they actually kind of 
I felt like people liked to talk to us. They right. were alarmed by it at first, but like we met a lot of people that way. That <laughs> so. is amazing. I wish we had something like that in North Carolina. Wow. Bikes in Taiwan. And then, um, yeah, I just remember one area was super hilly and you just like could literally see the muscles growing on your legs. Like it was just so bike riding bikes was a really fun part of the mission. But this time we were riding our bikes, we were cruising and I saw a member of our ward like off onto the on the sidewalk and she was in a crowd and it just like it struck me as odd even though we we're right by the chapel and I just was like we kept going and I was like we're we're late we need to hurry so I kept going for a little while and then I was like you know what that was just odd I just need to go back and talk to her so and so I, this is a local church member that you're seeing yes. that you just recognize uh-huh. okay yeah she was just like the mom of a family in our ward And so I went and talked to her and I could tell she was having a hard time. And so I was just like, you know, why don't you just come with us? And so we just walked our bikes alongside her and like chatted with her and she came with us to the chapel. And this is actually kind of a sad story, but I just, it was also like quite remarkable. So this chapel, the the room where we have sacrament meeting was on the second story. And so we all went up there to practice. And the way that you got to the the chapel, like the room where we have sacrament meeting, is you walked across like this open air little bridge thing. And then you get to this chapel. It was really pretty and like lush and green. And anyway, so we're practicing this song and I look over and she was literally just like about to climb over the landing and jump. Like she was just going to jump over the ledge and I oh, wow. ran over and I screamed her name and I'm like stop and stopped her and like walked her back and we got her the help that she needed and stuff but I just think back on that moment and I'm just grateful that like I saw her and it like struck me as odd enough that we like went back and helped her because she was really having a moment and just needed really needed that help so oh my gosh that is so sad and that's amazing that you were there to help her out so this sky bridge How high was this? So you go in the church and there were like classrooms and then you go upstairs and then there's like a bridge probably, I don't know if it was like second or third story and you would go outside and cross over this bridge to get into the sacrament meeting room, like the chapel. Got it. That is amazing. And so you were there at the right time and acted on a feeling that you had to go and talk with this woman. Yeah. How many how many kids did she have? They were a unique family in Taiwan because they had a large family. I can't remember if it was three. It was at least three and maybe four. Three and maybe four. Mm-hmm. And hard time with the family or something like that and just needed someone to be there to pull her back and, yeah. and get her a little bit of help. Yeah. Got it. Well, that is incredible. And, you know, thinking through people who I've talked to who've served missions or just back on my mission, honestly not super uncommon that missionaries get put into these types of experiences not always like that where they're right there at the right time to help someone or save someone who's dealing with suicide but who get put into these you know emotional situations where families are going through hard things and are there to provide help and support so that's amazing that you could do that and be there for for a family when they needed it yeah i feel like as missionaries we talked about earlier you're just out in the world and you see things that you just don't see when you're in the comfort of your own home and you're out there enough that you just happen into these situations and it's kind of one of the beauties of a mission where you're able to happen into situations like this and 
you're on a mission to be helpful. And so you have an opportunity to really help people in ways that you wouldn't otherwise. Yeah. And just put me for a minute into your mindset. If you can remember, like Mm -hmm. when that happened, what, what were you thinking? I just, and you were, I'm assuming 21 or 22 or just Mm -hmm. very young at the time. What, what were you thinking when you saw that woman and ran over to help? I mean, I don't think it felt real. It was just so, we were just in such an everyday situation that I, it didn't feel real that that was what was actually happening. But as soon as it registered that that was what was happening, it was just like, go, you know? And yeah, just really quick. I remember though that I didn't feel very shook up about it. I don't know why, because that is like, that should shake you up. But I was there, it was me, my companion, and then these other missionaries and one of them was very new. So like this young 19 year old boy. And I remember he was very impacted by it. He was upset by it. And so anyway, it was also a good opportunity to just kind of, I don't know, kind of bond as a district and kind of look out for each other, I guess. Well, an amazing story. And just like you said, you get dropped off in the real world as a 19 year old boy or 21 year old girl, younger now (laughs) right (laughs) and you get put in in these situations and have to grow up a lot and that's that's a really incredible story thanks for sharing that with us diana yeah and just a couple couple more questions for you to kind of wind things down so thinking back on stories like that was it worth it serving mission it was so worth it i think there's a lot of things that made it worth it, but I think the people and the relationships that I came away with are at the top and people that I still keep in touch with, people who came to my wedding, who's like who I call when we have a baby. And um, those relationships are just so precious to us, meaning Lance and I, my husband and I, and my kids. My kids are friends with a lot of my mission friends, but also the experience that I had as a missionary um, the fact that I can speak Mandarin Chinese is has been a blessing in my life like so many times. And it's so fun to like see my kids learning that language. And then just the growing opportunities, right? The growth that takes place when you're thrown out into the world and you're doing things that are so uncomfortable to do for an 18, 19, 20, 21 year old person. But you just do them, and by you know the end of your mission, it just feels normal. So just huge personal growth. I couldn't say it better myself. And you know, even those things would feel uncomfortable for me to do today when I'm 35. Right? <laughs> I know. I'm like, I can't believe you, I did that. When you're 19, 20, 21. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, thank you. That's a great story. Thanks for sharing it with us. Yeah. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of When I Was on My Mission. If you or someone you know has a great mission story, we would love to hear it. Please email us at contactonmymission at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram or Facebook at when I was on my mission. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app.